devil on my shoulder shot the angel down the black wolf with the bloodshot eyes stole the wild wolf's howl the furnace in my soul can't burn enough to save callous towns keep on looking cold but darkness finds a way What's up, everybody? This is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch, and welcome to the recap of AEW. And, of course, ladies and gentlemen, joining me here on The Boochcast, he is the AEW correspondent. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show the one, the only, Gator Ricky Ross. Billy, Billy, turn the car the other way. Turn the car the other way. Woo! Hello, Mr. Booch. You ready? Hello, Gator. 
Hang on a minute. Turn it that way. You can't hit people on the sidewalk if you don't turn into the sidewalk. Wait, what? Um, we bought Grand Theft Auto for our PlayStation 2. You bought Grand Theft Auto? For our PlayStation 2. Why would you buy a PlayStation 2 game? Because we have a PlayStation 2. You never upgraded? What's it? No. Yeah, Why? Yeah. The PlayStation 2 is perfect. Okay. Everybody loves the PlayStation 2. But yeah, we bought Grand Theft Auto. And uh, Billy and I have been hitting hookers with a baseball bat. Okay. Yeah, just like granddad went out. Just like granddad went out. <laughs> but there, of course, there was no uh, baby oil or baby powder or anything like that in this game, though, right? Just machine guns. Ooh. I didn't know the game had machine guns. It's Grand Theft Auto. I've been knocking off liquor stores and hitting hookers with a baseball bat. But we always pay. You always pay. We always pay promptly after we hit them with the baseball bat. So you hit them with the bat, but you pay them. You don't take the money back. You just you give them their money. That's good. That's noble. No, no, no. We give them, we give them their money. I mean, I think... We, I think as, as long as you're paying a hooker, you can do whatever you want. To a degree, yes. No, I'm just saying, you can do whatever you want. As long as you pay the hooker, it's fine. If you want to hit her in the head with a baseball bat, it's cool. Just pay the hooker. <laughs> I don't know. Billy, Billy's been having a ball with it. Um, he, he landed a helicopter on top of a hospital and then set it on fire. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, I knocked off an armored truck. An armored truck. Mm-hmm. I see. Okay, why, why did you knock off the armored truck? Because they had money. I assume in Grand Theft Auto, there's no option to get a job. Why the fuck would you want to do that? The game wouldn't be that much fun. Uh. What am I supposed to do? Go stand behind a fucking counter at the liquor store and go, Oh, thank you for coming. Welcome. Good morning. Good evening. Good afternoon. Then when one of the other fuckers online comes to fucking rob my damn liquor store, what am I supposed to do? Shoot him in the titties? I don't know, but the way you're describing this game, it sounds like a Democrat made it. This is probably accurate, but look, <laughs> you have not you have not seen glee in the face of a person until you've seen my mama pick up the controller <laughs> and gleefully laugh her ass off while she hit a prostitute with a baseball bat. Oh, boy. Yes. This is America. Yes, I'm, I'm aware this is America. I'm yes, very aware. This is Right. Gator had fun with the PS2. I don't know why he still has a PS2. Because I'm not buying a PS3. Well, no, you should I'll... at least you should at least get a PS4. Why the fuck would I get a PS4? Because it's better than a PS2. It's got it has. You shut your whore mouth. <laughs> it's got it has backwards compatibility. You can get better games, better graphics. I wouldn't go over the PS5 because uh, that's I don't that's expensive want as fuck. Graphic. I want to be able to play Civil War Simulator just like the good Lord had intended. You can still play it on a PS4. No, I cannot. I'm going to play it on my PS2, and the South will rise again. Yes, okay. Play. We play up until 1864. We stop at 1864 because uh, in 1865, we act like that didn't happen. Yes, uh, apparently. We know. You guys act like that didn't happen. Exactly. You shut up. I get to run into a battlefield with Hank Williams Jr. playing and shoot fucking Yankees. It's fucking wonderful. Okay. That game is great. I put on free burden, just just rip them. I see. And well, they're dying. They should at least hit your Skinner. Uh, well, yeah, because if they're playing against you, they're fitting to meet them. Well, yeah, because we play for the South, duh. Yeah. Anyway, welcome to wrestling. So we're gonna start things off here. We're gonna do what we always do, which is we call hitting the high spots. Because uh, we got a AW Collision from uh, July twenty second. Uh, basically, we now know officially that Ricky Starks is now a heel. Why? I have no fucking idea. But they're now clearly starting a feud between him and CM Punk. Punk even offered him a shot of what's in the bag because he's the real world champion. Then Christian Cage and Luchasaurus came out. And
and Christian actually said the words, who the hell carries around a championship that they didn't win? And that made everybody laugh because that's exactly what Christian's doing with the TNT championship, Because which got a laugh from everybody. Christians, I thought he was going to say that who the hell carries around a championship in a backpack? And then I was going to say Orange Cassidy. Exactly. But we'll get to him later. Um, And then, of course, uh, Darby Allen comes out and basically sets up a tag match with him and CM Punk against uh, Luchasaurus, and, you know, against Ricky Starks and uh, Christian Cage, sorry. And then after that, we uh, cut to, we have, um, I'm going to skip some bullshit here. Uh, and then we have uh, a the trios championship match, uh, House of Black versus The Acclaimed. Um, this was every bit the level of fuckery you expect the match to be. And the only thing that was the highlight was the fact that Billy Gunn took off his boots and laid them in the ring after they lost the trios match. So now the big question is, is Billy Gunn retiring from in-ring competition? Which, I'll be honest, I don't want him to. Now, if it's his decision, it's his decision. But I don't want the last memory of Billy Gunn in professional wrestling being daddy ass. In fact, I was hoping after this, maybe he would say, fuck this, leave the acclaimed, go back to being his own man, and maybe get some fucking gold around his waist that doesn't involve being a trios champion with the, with the scissor club. So, if this is Billy Gunn's way out, as a, as a wrestling fan, I can respect his decision, but I think it's a stupid-ass decision, because I don't want this to be his last memory, because Billy Gunn is better than this crap. Wrestling! And then, of course, we have Taya Valkyrie versus Sky Blue. This was actually a really good match. Um, can I just say something? Sure, go ahead. Uh, the only good thing that ever came from, uh, that fucker Kyle Fletcher, or whatever the name is that he is with the Aussie Open is, is the fact that he gets to fuck Sky Blue. Yeah, that's, that's the only thing. That's the only thing I'm jealous of. Exactly. Now, obviously, as we mentioned before, Sky Blue, you know, she improves in the ring. Every time I see her, she gets better. Yes, she's one of those women on the roster that's actually improving and getting better. I, and I actually would have rather have liked to see her win the Owen instead of who actually won the Owen. Oh, dear God, yes. Because she, I think she deserved that push and the other one didn't, but that's just me. No, yeah, there's a lot of marks that felt Willow deserved it and they're stupid for thinking that. But Taya got a victory, which I consider to be a fucking miracle. I just thought it was a miracle to see Taya grab, and then she grabs the mic and says New Jersey is worse than she thought, and well, she's, she's not wrong. She says that things really have not been going her way, and tonight she got the victory. She then calls out Britt Baker and says the talent Britt beat on Dynamite are extra. Taya then challenges well, Britt to a match. Exactly, and basically says come play with her, and then that's going to lead to the match on Dynamite that we're going to get to a little bit later, but... I would love to come play with her. I would too. I think we all would. You've met her. You know she's cool. So. Oh, I know she's cool. I'm a huge fan of Taya. And of course, after that, we had the main event, CM Punk, Darby Allen, Ricky Starks, Christian Cage. This was a good match. Um, great tag match. Everybody involved did great. And of course, Ricky Starks pins Darby Allen with, again, grabbing the ropes for leverage to get the victory. So Ricky Starks is continuing his heel dominance, and he's got now pinfall victories over both CM Punk and Darby Allen. So again, I don't know why Ricky Starks is now a heel. I felt like he was doing great as a babyface. He didn't need to go heel. And him and Punk could have had a feud without either one of them turning heel, I think. Both of them could have stayed exactly the same. Or, you know, Ricky Starks could have been like, hey, I took an opportunity, whatever. There's a way they could have worked around that. They didn't have to make Ricky Starks a heel again because, again, he was over as a babyface. Like if he was bombing as a babyface, I could understand switching him back to heel. But if he's already working well as a babyface, why fuck that up? 
modern wrestling is a prime example of what you do when you fix something until it breaks. That's why it makes me angry, and I'm sure that's why it makes Gator angry. But anyway. Well, a lot of things make Gator angry. Yes. So anyway, those are the high spots for collisions. And now we're going to jump into AEW Dynamite. And we're going to kick things off with our first official match of the evening. Please, please understand that we are not spending a lot of time on this because Gator ain't got the mental capacity. Oh, boy. For the and a- by the way, this is my two weeks notice. <laughs> okay. This is a two weeks notice. Uh, for the AEW International Championship. I'm oh. joking. You would be you would be dead without me. To an extent. Uh, AEW International Championship match. Orange Cassidy defends the title against AR Fox. What the fuck? Okay, question. Yes. AR Fox teaches at a school? Question mark? Yes, at the, at WWA four in Atlanta. This is a thing. Yeah, that's that school they show at the opening of the show. That's a real school. I've been there before, oh, and oh, I know, and I know guys, and I know, and like I said, oh, I I used to work with a guy who trained there. Oh God, Benny. Yes. So he's a teacher. He's a teacher. Yes. I am very scared for the future of professional wrestling. Well, from what uh, this gentleman that I used to work with has told me, even I don't, though, I don't care. Even though Ar Fox does a lot of spot monkey shits, he. Can can wrestle, yes, everybody says that. And he, but if he can wrestle, he, then why are we not seeing it on the television? I don't know. Maybe that's because he knows the AEW fans don't care about that and they just want to see the spots, so he panders to them. I have to watch this shit. This hurts my feelings. Okay, get it all out and then I'll say what I gotta say. Oh my god. We need a greeting. We as wrestling fans, real wrestling fans, need a greeting so we can kayfave the trampoline cowboys. Okay. 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 We need a real wrestling fan greeting. What's a fan greeting? I don't know. Uh, Reggie's dead. <laughs> or we can do no. some, or, or or whenever Spot Monkey walks to the ring, we can go. Fuck you. I think well, that'd be that's fun. That's not a bad idea either. Either. I think that'd be fun to do. That's not a bad idea. We need when we see when we see each other in public. We need a real wrestling fan greeting. Yes. You know, like like the fucking nerds got live long and prosper, and may the force be with you. Yes. Bills fans have go Bills. Yes. So we need something. We need actually, Gator. I think you already have the perfect greeting. What is it? Wrestling. Oh yes. Let's use okay. that. But it has, you have to do that. In, you have to do it in that tone. Yeah. Yes. Wrestling. You gotta say exactly like that. Yeah, like this. Wrestling? Yeah. Wrestling. Now, while I do not share the level of hatred that Gator has for AR Fox, I do not. It's not hatred. I shouldn't say it's hatred. It's you know better, so why are you giving me this kind of shit? I will say this, though. Despite everything that was said, I'm gonna give a hot take right now that may be controversial on this show, and it's probably gonna shock Gator that I'm gonna say this. If you say something stupid, I'm gonna cuss you. This is hands down the worst AEW match I've ever seen and yes I am including the tooth and nail match with Britt Baker and Big Swole when I say that oh no that wasn't the worst thing I'm including that in this like compared to compared to what I saw in this championship match it made the tooth and nail match look like Flair and Steamboat and Chi-Town that's how sad this fucking was I think it's this and Blood and Guts no this 
was sadder than Blood and Guts. Because it's oh, like, shit. at least with Blood and Guts, there was at least visual blood and violence and all that shit. Like, we knew what we were getting into with that. You knew it was going to be a fight. There's going to be violence. There's going to be blood. We knew there was going to be fuckery. Like, we literally walked into that match expecting it to be bad. I don't know, but I would rather watch 10 hours of Nick Wayne than rewatch what I watched. <laughs> this was terrible for a variety of reasons. The, there's only two moments in this match I actually enjoyed. The first was when Pockets went to put his hands in his pockets and Fox immediately caught him and hit a German suplex. Which is what I wanted to see. And also, at one point, AR went for a move and Orange Cassidy just kind of walked away. Like, I'm not going to stand there. But while he's walking away, he's looking straight ahead. He's kind of looking at the fans. And Fox quickly ran over to the ring post, jumped up and flipped. And by the time he flipped, Cassidy didn't notice. So it was a high spot that actually looked believable. Did Cassidy, while he was down on the ground, try to put his hands in his pockets and end up humping the ground to get out of a head scissors? He did do that. And that was another thing I hated. I think I sent you a message saying, did he just yes. hump the ground? Well, not just that. They were trying to do a move where they were doing that chain wrestling thing where you flip the guy and then you try to kip up and do and work the arm. And Cassidy, it took three kip ups for him to finally get on his feet. I saw that. I saw that. And AR Fox had to actually pull him to his feet. That was fucking embarrassing. Uh, well, that's always embarrassing. He's well, here's the thing. And I was telling people, I was going, well, he was probably joking around and did it intentionally. Well, then that's even worse. If that is the case, then he deserves to be hit in the Peter hole with the rusty fishing knife. He's deserved that for a while. And we see all the basic fuckery. Like I said, there's only two believable spots in the whole match. <laughs> the rest of it is absolute fucking garbage on both sides. And to top it all off, they're still allowing pockets to keep this fucking belt. Can, when, I, can I go ahead and say it? Can I say it? Say it. I told y'all so. This is the saddest thing in the world. Like, I told y'all this was, I told y'all it was bad. And now Mr. Boudreaux got to tell you again. Yes, this was fucking pathetic. And then Cassidy tries to show respect to AR Fox by putting his sunglasses on. Like, oh, yeah, we're not going to give AR Fox the title, but he's supposed to look cool because, oh, because Orange Cassidy gave me his sunglasses. Like, what is that? Cassidy giving me the rub? Fuck you and your rub, you piece of shit. I don't want a rub from Orange Cassidy. That's the saddest thing in the world. If Orange Cassidy doing that for you is giving you a rub, you suck as a wrestler. If Ca if working with Cassidy gives you a rub, you need to get the fuck out of the business because that's the worst rub you're ever going to get. Um, mm -mm. Then, to top it all off, he breaks the glasses in half, hits him with a cheap shot, which I loved, but then all of a sudden, AR Fox half-asses everything. He's kind of like, I, why did I hit him? What? What did I do? And then Darby Allen comes out and he's shoving him, like telling him, why did you do that? What is going on? He's like, I lost control. He's like, you know, you got to do better than that. And I'm like, first of all, I'm sorry. Is this not the man who trains you, Darby Allen? I, again, I don't know. You, you're, you're, you're a teacher. You train people. If you do something in the ring, are your students ever allowed to reprimand you for what you do in a ring? They should be. They should. You want your students to like hold you accountable for shit? Yes. You know why? Why? Because can I be an example to you if I'm doing stupid shit? Interesting take. No, seriously. How can I ask you to do things that I'm not doing myself? That's a good point. I didn't think of that. I do every time I get in a ring. Yeah. And then of course, here's, the, here's yes. the thing. At the end of it all, my students are watching every move I make. Similar to how a young child is looking at every move his parents make. And that is helping foster who they become. Same concept. Okay. You Same had no concept. problem with that Darby AR Fox segment. I, I 
have tons of problems with everything here. Okay, and then Moxley runs in hit, and attacks Cassidy, hits him with the paradigm shift, and... Why? Apparently they had some kind of incident. It was at the death before no, Dishonor pay-per-view. Yeah, it was on a fucking pay-per-view. For Ring of Honor. That none of us watched because, because we have lives. Yes. Again, they're taking their Ring of Honor storylines and carrying them over to AEW. Which is not okay. Like, no. Keep them separate companies. I don't give a fuck what you do in Ring of Honor. I really could give a fuck less. I, I wish I wish they would use Ring of Honor as a developmental, but that's just me. Yeah, but they don't have a developmental because they feel like they don't need one. I would get rid of Dark. I would get rid of Elevation. They already did. Okay. And I would have... I would get rid Ring of Rampage. Of Honor, ra get rid of Rampage. Well, I wouldn't get rid of Rampage. I would rebrand it. That should be your, your Ring of Honor show, and that should be where your developmental happens, and that should be where people get TV time that need TV time. Does yeah. that make sense? No, I get it. You get what I'm trying to say? No, I get what you're trying to say. Okay. But my question is, is this going to lead to Moxley going for the International Championship? And if it does, is he going to job the Pockets too? I hope not. Because I'm telling you right now, if Moxley jobs to Orange Cassidy, kiss the Blackpool Combat Club goodbye. Can Kill we, the whole we, faction. It's done. We, question, 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 question. If he does that, can we riot? Well, yeah. Yay! Children, it's time for arson! Yes. Kill it with fire. So, on that note, we cut to the backstage area. We have Don Callis and Chris Jericho who are interviewed by Renee Paquette. Callis says he won't pressure Jericho to give him an answer about joining the Don Callis family. He pitches a tag team match where Jericho would team up with Takesha. Jericho seemingly likes the idea but hesitates when Callis names Daniel Garcia and Sammy Guevara as their opponents. Callis notes that Jericho told his stable mates he wanted them to spread their wings. Callis reveals he got a custom painting of himself and Jericho along with Bad News Allen in the painting and Jericho agrees to the tag match. Wrestling. You want to go over this? What is there to go over? How'd you feel about the interview? Say something. Uh, there's nothing to feel. You're, you're starting a storyline that, that has no merit. Well, you got Danny Garcia dancing like a stripper. You got pregnant Ty Cunty. Well, it's, it's Sammy Guevara. It doesn't Gav matter anymore. Well, here's the thing. The story here is that Jericho and Don Callis have history, which they're educating the fans on. You have Jericho that has a Jericho Appreciation Society that he's been the leader of, and they're trying to figure out, is Jericho going to join the Don Callis family and leave them hanging? So now there's this ongoing feud. So there is a story here. And we talk more about, yes. we'll, we'll get into more of it later on in this recap, but there yes, is a story here. A story, if it was a story with people with people that weren't jobbed off all, all the fucking time, I, why am I supposed to care about what happens to fucking Daddy Magic and Cool Hand Ange and them? Because God, we haven't even fucking seen old Anna Jay. She's been getting railroaded by Jack Perry. Yes, but the Jericho Appreciation Society has been a big part of AEW since the faction was formed. Correct, but here's the thing. Who cares at this point? Why am I supposed to care about this? Because, because Don, there is no establishment of a Don Callis family. It's just Don Callis and take a shit up. That's it. That's all we have. Why are you trying to bring a big name star into something that you don't even have a group? You've just got two guys working together. Because by having Jericho in there, it can motivate others to join as well because he's got a big name. It's like it's like when AEW first started. Chris Jericho was the name that got people's attention. It wasn't it wasn't because it wasn't and the, now he's one of the names that turns people off. Well, yes, now, but I'm talking about when they initially signed. So Jericho I'm talking about Jericho being part of the faction can help motivate others to join because it can be a powerhouse because Jericho, despite how people feel about what he's done from a booking standpoint, he's done pretty well in AEW. So that's what I'm saying. That's where the story is. And and now they're trying to see he if, is the college. He is the 
Colin Thompson of the of the fucking AW. The what? The Colin Thompson. Oh God, we're not getting into that today. No, he uh, is the Colin Thompson of AW. He sold everybody a bill of goods. <laughs> oh, this is gonna be so great, and now we're all fucking sitting here with our hand out, going, "We want our money back." Yes, we do. Now, in a vignette, we see Hook is at a train station. He has the FTW championship with him. A train comes by, and when it's gone, so is the title. What the fuck? Drugs. That was stupid and made no fucking sense at all. What was the point of this fucking thing? I don't fucking know. I lost my championship. We know. We saw it last week. You shouldn't even be holding the goddamn belt. That was stay retarded. With, stay with Uncle Gator. Wrestling. Next, we cut to uh, Claudio Castanelli alongside Wheeler Useless, who comments on his win over Pac at Death Before Dishonor. Moxie shares his thoughts after he attacked Orange Cassidy. And ladies and gentlemen, we're not going to spend a lot of time on this for one reason and one reason only. And that is, during this segment, uh, and I'm going to break the fourth wall here for a moment. Um, Gator felt compelled to call me on the phone. Yes. Which, for those of you who know the Booch very well, you know that he doesn't like the phone things, but that was a serious, that yes. was a serious I don't like, I don't like when people call me during wrestling. So, that was a serious conversation though. Yes, but it could have happened later on. It didn't have to happen right there very second. No, that was serious. Yes, but I was about to respond to you via text. We didn't have to talk. If you'd have waited a few seconds, I would have explained it to you. Really now, apparently, the big story that Gator felt compelled to call me about was... Oh, God. Uh. Buff Bagwell apparently got... They said that he got arrested for speeding and a DUI this month. Now, no, he, didn't. he didn't. Now, apparently, they showed the report, but then I saw a tweet, and this actually explained a lot, because I saw a tweet posted by Buff earlier today, because I have not had a chance to speak with Buff. The last time I talked to Buff was a week ago, and I was trying to get him on the phone, but he, he wasn't able to call me back. Then at one point, he was in court. He said he called me later. Some time went by. Finally, on last Monday, we spoke and we were going over a few things because I had a couple people messaging me about wanting to book him for shows. Because even though Buff now takes his bookings through his email, which is marcusbuffbagwell at gmail.com, people still message me back when I was, you know, a full time business manager for Buff. I was a point of contact for people. So some people still have my email. So they message me. And when they do, I pass the information along. So I was passing that information along to him. He also uh, owed me some money for a move. I helped him move a while back. I had to move some stuff out of his old house and move it to the accountability crib to help him out. So I was getting paid for that. And also, he had a show coming up in Coming, Georgia this past Saturday. And I called to see if he needed help with that because Coming, Georgia is not that far from me. Turns out, here he had somebody going with him for that. But we will be doing some shows together in August, September, October. And of course, he and I will be at WrestleCade this year on the 24th and the 25th of November. We will be at WrestleCade in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Yep, uh, and so will I. So, yeah, so if you want to come check us out there. But yep. this is the tweet. I'm hoping to run into Mr. Boudreaux this time. Yes. Now, this is the tweet that Buff posted at 9.57 a.m. on July 26th. But at the time that we're recording, it's still the 26th. the time he listens, it's Thursday. Here's the exact tweet from his official Twitter account that we gotten back control of after we got rid of, you the know, kitty toucher. the kitty toucher. Um, he, said he, he said here, just wanted to clarify to everyone that I am 11 months sober tomorrow. I see there is news out that I had spent some time in jail for a DUI, but this was from the original offense three years ago when he injured his leg in the car wreck. He got a DUI for that. And what happened was because at the time there was COVID lockdowns and the pandemic and everything, the court appearance kept getting rescheduled and rescheduled and rescheduled. Well, earlier this year, he had to finally appear in court for it. And he basically went to jail for one day. So for one day, he sat in jail. 
jail. And then when he got out of jail, they, you know, had to put him on probation. And he's on a, he has a limited permit and he has a probation officer that he checks in with and he takes regular drug tests for while he's still on probation. So the DUI charge you see in that Cobb County report, which apparently anybody can get a public record of this, uh, that DUI charge is from three years ago. The reason he got this quote unquote arrest, and he says it here, he did get a recent sanction because he didn't document a recent trip out of state properly. Like he has to, you know, give out documents if he's leaving the state. Because, and this is an actual joke that Buff told, and if he ever decides to do stand-up, which he's been talking about, this is going to be a story in his act most definitely, was when you're given a limited permit, when you get a DUI, it limits how often you can drive and where you can drive to. And one of the things they list on there, and this is going to make a lot of you guys laugh, I know Gator's going to laugh at this, was one of the few places you can drive to is to and from your place of employment. (laughs) Now... Gator's laughing, and I'm going to tell you why this is funny for those of you that aren't getting the joke here. For those of you that work a regular 9 to 5 job, like I'll use Zach as an example. Zach is a dishwasher at Jim and Nick's. If Zach got a limited permit, he would be legally allowed to drive to and from Jim and Nick's. But Buff is a professional wrestler. And I actually said this to him in the car, He and the delivery of this is funny, Was which means his place of appointment can be, and this is the exact way Buff said it, anywhere! Any fucking where. Anywhere! Because we, we fuck professional wrestlers travel. That's what they do. They do different shows in different states and different Comic Cons and things like that. So it's tough for him to do. So he's like, Vinny, what do you think my place of employment would be? I said, Well, you're a professional wrestler, so probably you would go anywhere. He's like, Yes, anywhere! This doesn't make any sense. And we're laughing about this in the car. And here's the thing, because he also, he's like, Also, as a wrestler, he goes to the gym, he goes and tans. You know, he does certain things to look, get in shape and be a wrestler. So technically the gym could be a place of employment because he has to work out to get in shape for the matches. Apparently, because they figured this out, apparently he has to document certain things and get certain approval and file certain paperwork so he can legally drive to his place of employment because he does travel a lot. Sometimes he flies out. Sometimes he drives on the driving shows. I'm there. So apparently he didn't file something properly. And I guess they consider that. And I don't have the exact answer because, again, I have not spoken to Buff since last week. So I don't know the exact circumstances. I may call him at some some point just to figure out what the hell happened but apparently that's the issue was he didn't file something properly so I guess it was a parole violation or some kind of violation where he got arrested for it but I'm assuming so I, I'm, I'm assuming when he called when, he, when I told him before and he said I'm in court I'll call you later that's probably what he was in court for trying to get this paper thing figured out and fix it so that, that's what he got in trouble for he, he has not relapsed at all since he's gotten out of rehab which was in September or October of 2022 I think he was in rehab for like 30 or 60 days. I can't remember the exact number. But since he's been out of rehab, he has been sober. His sober date is August 26th, 2022. Since that day, he has not done any drinking. He's off the somas. He's off the shit. He has been completely sober. He has turned his life around and we're all hoping it's going to stay that way and we're convinced it's going to stay that way because now Buff is more motivated than ever before to stay that way. And he's now found a way of staying sober that's working for him. He has a method. Everything works. He has a team in place to help him and he's been taking it seriously. I'm telling you. I've gone out to dinner with him. He orders a water and a Diet Coke every time. That's his new beverages of choice. Drinks of choice are water and Diet Coke. I saw him drink more water in the last few months than in all the years I've known him. He has been on the straight and narrow path. 
and he's staying that way. So I want to clarify that right now because I know people are going to be asking me questions about it. I already have people asking me questions about it. So yes, that is the case. Buff did not relapse. He has not relapsed. He is still sober. He's still on the hot streak. He's approaching a year sober. And like I said, he just messed up some documents when he was traveling out of state, which you can get in trouble for. So we yeah, got in we trouble are for that. So proud of him. Yes, we are very proud of him. We are proud of Buff for getting off the stuff. We are very proud. Yes, and I just wanted to clarify that for everybody out there to get the set the record straight. Now, anyway, anyway, moving on. So yes, we are now going to move on to we have the in ring segment with the new FTW champion Jack Perry comes out to his uh, classical music, the Beethoven music. He's wearing I love it. he's wearing orange and black with a shirt that says "I beat Hook," and he did. Tony Schiavone asks Perry about beating Hook. Perry said Hook can't hang with the big boys, so he went home. Perry well, says can't. Perry says he didn't have the FTW championship in mind when he said he wanted to win a title. He says, it was created in a second-class company. Perry calls himself the greatest wrestler that has ever been within 100 feet of this title. He says he would run circles around all of Taz's old friends. And Jerry Lynn comes out to the ring and says, ECW paved the way for the next generation. Lynn tells Perry that without ECW, there wouldn't be a jungle boy. Lynn says Perry will get his ass kicked if he keeps talking trash. Perry says he's not dressed to fight, but he tells Lynn to meet him in the ring next week. Well, can I be honest with you? At first, I thought Perry was going to rename the title. Me too. Which I would have been fine with. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, things are good right now. This is good. Jack needs a little work on being a heel. I don't think he's used to it yet, but I think once he gets used to this and he realizes he can be himself, he'll be great. Yeah. Here's what I think happened. One of two things... I think things... he likes the freedom. Yes. Now, one of two things went wrong in this promo, and I'm trying to figure out which one it is. Either A, he was not prepared for the booze that he was going to get. I, th I think that's it right there, but go ahead. The other one is he was forgetting what he wanted to say. I think he was like, he was not prepared for the promo and needed time to think. So I don't know which one it is. Yeah, but, when you, yeah, but the first time that you get booed and you're not prepared for it. It can rattle Or the you. first time you get booed and you're not, you're expecting it, but you're not expecting it to that extent. Yeah. It will fuck your head up. Yeah, and I think it fucked because, his head up. Because now you have to work around a, a natural pause. It's like comedians when they tell a joke. You got to pause for effect. Yeah, and sometimes you pause and there's silence. That's fucking awkward. Yeah, yeah, but he's gotta, it's gonna take time for him to learn that pause. He wasn't used to that. He wasn't. That being said, I do have one gripe. Um, He said that the FTW title was created in a second class company. As a WCW fan, I take offense to that. <laughs> ECW's more a third class company. Like, that's like the bronze medal, you know. ECW is a second-class company. No, WCW was a second-class company. ECW was third-string, third-class, why-the-fuck-are-you-here company. And, you know, without ECW, there wouldn't be a Jungle Boy. So I now have a reason to hate ECW because I like Jack Perry, but I can't stand Jungle Boy. I love the classical music. I do, too. I hope he's ramrodding uh, Anna J to that shit. Yeah. Also, I want to say this uh, to Jerry Lynn. Saying ECW paved the way for the next generation, I don't think that's the compliment you think it is because the next generation doesn't have a lot of great wrestlers in it like we know ECW inspired these people that's why it's not that great that's why it's sloppy and reckless because you have some ECW guys that were great at what they did but again it's like Rob Black when he created XPW they tried to be ECW but they weren't ECW in fact they made ECW look like the major leagues that's how bad XPW was it was they couldn't do what ECW 
ECW did because ECW was a special time with special talent and y'all try to be like them and you're not them. Yeah, special ed. Yeah. Like I'm saying, ECW paving the way for the next generation is not a flex. If anything, it's an insult because the next generation's not that great. They have a small handful of great guys, and the rest of them are the drizzling shits. But I do look forward to seeing Jack Perry and Jerry Lynn next week. And on that note, we move on here. Um, we got to the backstage area. We have Britt Baker, who calls herself the face of the AEW women's division. She previews her match with Tyre Bakery and bags to drag vows to drag her t- to the deep end and says this is the Britt Baker show. Okay. This show is so bad at this point. I'm I'm just shaking my head, going, "Good job, Britt. Good promo." I'm gonna say that. that did you believe <laughs> a word that I've came seen. out? Did you believe a word that came out of her mouth? No, but at this point, again, not the worst thing on this show. No, I'm sorry. Like it's Taya fucking Valkyrie. Okay, Britt, she's gonna drag yo ass to the deep end. You're not the shark. If you're a shark, Taya's a fucking great white. You understand? Okay, but let's be honest. The women's match was the best match on this show, and that hurts me to say because I hate women's wrestling. I know, but we'll get to that in a moment because... But it was the best match on the show. (laughs) Yes, because we have to move on unfortunately to the next match of the evening. No. Oh, God. No. I'm waiting for this. This is... Oh, God. Um, No. We have... No. Gator, we have to do this. No. Yes. Okay. Pac versus... Gravity. Gravity is working against me because he fucking let me down. Oh my god, this was spot monkey bullshit. To the highest degree. Oh my god. This is the kind of shit that Desmond Dagenhart likes. Oh, he gets off on this shit. Mm-hmm. He does. Yeah. Call him and tell him to be the new AEW correspondent. God's sake. He he doesn't even watch AEW anymore. I, he, uh... has, he hasn't followed him forever. Well, he should be following. No, because he's done. He can't be done. There's beautiful wrestling like this. Oh, my God. No, Desmond was the last of the Mohicans. He hung on longer than anybody, but he's gone now. He left AEW, but... God, I hope that all of the children that are watching this show watch this with caution. This is what happens when you don't pull out. Yeah, um, first when of all... When you don't pull out, you have a retard, baby. If you're in England, it looks like that. And then one day, he grows up to call himself Gravity and walks around like he's... He's in an astronaut suit with gravitational boots on, staying on the ground. What the fuck is this shit? I don't know, but it was out of this world. The, the second that's I... What you s- had to be, that's what you had to be in order to fucking understand any of it. So stoned out of this world. Yes. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, literally when he walked to the rain, he was doing the whole, like, slow, like, pounding the ground as he's walking, like he's in an astronaut I suit. Thought it was, I thought it was take a shit on a really bad mask at first. I'm, <laughs> so, I'm watching this going, this is not going to be good. I know this is not going to be good as soon I as I saw it. that. I seen it. I seen it. Immediately got up and went to the kitchen to make a sandwich. And then, of course, Pac makes him tap out to the brutalizer, which was hard to tell because he didn't really tap in a way that we could see it. But no, he tapped behind his head. But, I mean, whatever at this point, thank God it's over. Yes. <laughs> you're just sitting here going, thank God it's over. I don't even care anymore because this thank was. Thank God it's over. Because it was so fucking disorganized kinda, and crazy. It's kind of like It's kind of like how I think. Um, it's kind of like how I think guys in 1920 felt when they heard the women uh, asking for the right to vote. Okay, I don't really get the similarity there. No, the similarity is at some point or another, you just have to you just have to say thank God it's over and just give them what they want. Exactly. 
And granted, oh uh, Pac uh, was able to somewhat keep gravity on the fucking ground. <laughs> you think gravity would be the one keeping Pac grounded, but no, Pac had to keep gravity grounded. Pac defied the laws of fucking physics, ladies and gentlemen. He defied the laws of gravity. <laughs> Exactly. He defied the laws of gravity to beat gravity. I'm just glad they. I'm just glad they both. Oh God, it was so bad. Yeah, there was a brain was, buster on the top rope. Why was that was I the only good spot. To care about this again? Because they do great stunts and they're good wrestlers and workers. I okay, mean, they, okay, they, they okay, don't make okay, you okay, believe okay, in okay, anything. Okay, 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 okay. We, we get it. Yeah. We get it. We get it. We understand. You were dropped on your head as a child. It's fine. Well, technically, Gravity was dropped on his head as an adult in that match. I don't know. I don't know, but this goes to all the ladies out there. If you fuck one of those two guys, you're going to have a waterhead baby. Anyway. Yes. So next, we cut to the backstage area with Renee Paquette, who does an interview Renee with... Moxley Good. As Gator likes to call her. Um, MJF and Adam Cole, as they preview their tag title match, which will be taking place this Saturday on Collision. MJF says the pinnacle of FTR's career was when they were working with him. He insults both members of FTR and says he'll hit them so hard they'll spit out CM Punk's jockstrap. Cole says their run as a team has become about friendship, him and MJF. And MJF has nothing to worry about when it comes to him and the world title. MJF says he'll give Adam Cole a rematch, win, lose, or draw after this tag title match. Roger Strong charges in and argues with MJF. Cole defuses the situation. Strong says he loves Cole and Adam is making a big mistake. Cole says he has other friends and Strong will have to trust him. I hate both of you. I've always been an MJF supporter, and after he did the unforgivable sin, he danced on my fucking television. <laughs> there was a goddamn dance-off in the middle of a match. Yes, it was last week, Gator. No, I'm not okay. We need Gator. We Gator, that's in the past. Let's move towards the future. You shut up. Your issue with the Miz is in the past, but you still hate that motherfucker, so fuck you and yeah. fuck your dancing. Yes, I have a personal issue with the Miz. And I have a personal issue with this. It hurt my feelings. It hurt my feelings. I am not okay with this. Why did a why was he dancing on my television, Mr. Bujarelli? This is not okay. Because Daniel Garcia. Okay. The reason they were dancing was because Daniel Garcia wouldn't stop freaking dancing, so MJF decided to do a fucking dance off. And he deserved to have the hooker treatment and get hit with the ball bat. Jesus fucking Christ. Y'all all deserve to be beaten into a bloody pole. I cannot I can no longer take MJF seriously. I can't do it. Because I can't get past the fact that he was doing fake choreographed bullshit. Why do I have a feeling this is never going to go away? It's not going away. Okay, in spite of all that. You must die. Can you at least tell me what you thought about the segment or the promo or anything? No, because I can't take it seriously. Fine, then I'll take any of that seriously now. MJF has done an unforgivable sin. It's unforgivable. Can I talk now? Uh, All right. Now, what I'll say is, obviously, I'm glad that Adam Cole and MJF addressed what happened with, you know, Adam Cole and the belt and MJF losing his cool and everything, but them calming everything down. And I like the fact that MJF said he would give Adam Cole a rematch for the title, but I don't like the win, lose, or draw part of that situation. And I'm going to tell you why. Because you are now giving Adam Cole an incentive to not care about the outcome. Because even though Adam Cole is saying... I consider MJF a friend. I consider him all these other things. I don't know how serious either one of them are because the big question is, are they going to stab each other in the back? One's going to stab the other in the back. Some say MJF's going to do it. Some people think they're going to swerve us and have Adam Cole do it. And Cole would be the heel and MJF would be the babyface. There's a million 
negative things are going to happen. Not only do I not want this tag team to break up, I think it's stupid to break them up with everything they got going for them. They have a t-shirt. That is a hot selling merchandise commodity. They're, you go through the trouble of getting the matching jackets, matching tights. You mash up their theme song, which got a loud pop from the crowd. Unless Tony Khan is trying to do some financial flex, which I wouldn't put it past in the show. I got so much money to burn. I'll waste everybody's valuable time on this. Like I talked about last week. It would be stupid to break these two up. There's no reason to do so. What I would see MJF do is, hey, if we win the tag belts on Saturday, I'll give you a rematch. Because at least then you can walk in there trusting Adam Cole. Because at least if Adam Cole did have a plan to stab you in the back, you foil his plan right there. Because now he's going to want to help you win that match if for no other reason than to get his world title shot. And I would love to see them as the tag champions fight for the world title. Get it out of their system. Let them have a straight up fight one on one. And who, no matter who wins, they shake hands at the end and move forward to be the best tag team in AEW. That's how we're this. But the win, loser, draw thing, if Adam Cole stabs MJF in the back, he is the heel moving forward. Because MJF is putting all of his trust in Adam Cole. And there's no logical reason for MJF to turn on Adam Cole at this point. None. Because if you make MJF turn on Adam Cole, that's stupid booking, stupid writing. You make MJF look like a moron, which I know Gator already feels like he has one. But the point is, this would make MJF look stupid. But then, if Adam Cole turns on him, he's automatically the heel. You have now set up Adam Cole to be the heel in this feud. So I thought it was a bad idea. Or you have Roderick Strong come out, cost them the tag titles, and then that can cause dissension or whatever. Assuming that by that time, Roddy's no longer in the goddamn neck brace. I don't know why he still has that fucking thing on. Whatever. None of it is serious. All right. Well, speaking of serious, after this, we cut to, they go to commercial, they come back, and we see Renee Paquette interviewing. Renee Moxley Good. A interviewing the World Tag Team Champions FTR, who look ahead to their match with MJF and Adam Cole. Cash Wheeler says he hates MJF. He says FTR are generational ass kickers. Amen. Dax Hardwood makes it clear that he wants to avenge his past loss to Cole. Hardwood takes a shot at Cole and MJF for dancing during their match and says there will not be a dance routine when they face off. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> And ironically, they also said something similar to that on Collision. Yes, I saw it. You enjoyed their promo? I enjoyed all of it. <laughs> oh, dear God. Why was there dancing on my television? Well, this is not okay. Well, speaking of things that aren't okay, we're moving. I'm not okay. Speaking of things that aren't okay, we're moving on now to the next match of the evening. <laughs> We've got Darby Allen with Nick Wayne versus Swerve Strickland with Prince Nana. Not okay. Oh, God. Mr. Gator, why was this not not okay i saw me i saw nick first off it's not okay because there is nick wayne yeah that's one reason that's not okay every time i see him i just i can't say how i feel okay because it's violent and mean yes and, and you'll probably end up cutting it out y yes there's a certain podcast show i would like to be invited back to so we're not gonna go there but i i can't i can't watch this this was a spot monkey fest again yes we we saw quite a bit of these there was how much supposed to take this seriously <laughs> no seriously please explain it um you can't we can't i i don't know how you take this seriously you you can't take it seriously because these are guys comes out yes 
and fucks Darby after they've they've done. He's lived with him for free. Yeah, well, yeah, he had Darby move, move in with him and live with him rent free because when he came for free. Yes, because he came down to the WWA Four School to train, and he was basically living out of his car in a parking garage. Which we already know that story about Darby. God, God bless America. I have an idea. What's that? Tony Khan should hit himself in the dick with a hammer and then run this motherfucker into bankruptcy. Well, I I think that's whether he knows it or not. That's pretty much where he's going. And, with this. Well, it's all going. It's all going into bankruptcy. But anyway. Yes, it's it's definitely going into the bankruptcy. No, no, no. You don't say it that way. You say it like this: bankruptcy. Bankruptcy. That's the way Ron White said it. No, I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. Well, I just, I just like the way Ron White said it on one of his specials. I know, but yeah. So this, but yeah, this, this match was sloppy. It was reckless, especially that Death Valley driver reckless. under the goddamn ring apron was stupid. Reckless, reckless. None of these men should have been in the ring. Yeah, this was. What happened to these new rules that were supposed to be in place that were going to keep people safe? Holy shit, that's right. I forgot about that. We don't need to. We don't need to go through all of them. But what happened to them? Um, I don't. I don't know i mean maybe they haven't been enforced yet or maybe they should they should be <laughs> or maybe tony khan has this thing where he doesn't have the fucking stones to enforce his own rules or laws because again we know he doesn't have any stones no this is a guy who again he wants everyone to love him he wants okay. ev- he wants everybody to like him he wants everyone to think that he is great and wonderful he doesn't have the balls to fucking correct people People. He doesn't have the balls to fire people to who need to be fucking man. fired. To be a businessman, yeah. A like, man. look, it's one thing to treat your talent right, but you also need to be able, as the boss, to tell people when they're fucking up. Say it again with Uncle Gator. Bankruptcy. Exactly. You need to straight. Some somebody oh, needs to tell them straighten up. You're fucking up. Oh God, there is no God. <laughs> now, basically, it's well. Here's the thing that they've banned, and it's, it's funny. I'm gonna. I have the list right here, or at least a good portion of the list. Oh dear um, God, don't go into this because I'm. I, look, not trying to be funny or anything, but it is it is 11.30, and this show is not worth the time we're giving it. But I'm just saying, we have here, unprotected chair shots to the head, buckle bombs, moves on oh, the apron, which we just fucking saw, and blind moves into the turnbuckle. <laughs> and anything with blood on it cannot be thrown into the crowd, while new protocols also ban... about the goddamn rules. <laughs> and also spitting, bleeding, throwing weapons, and projectiles in the crowd, along with taking food or drinks from fans and any sort of physical contact. So basically, we now are, they're now finally being told, don't touch the fucking fans, dumbasses. But if they touch you, you fuck them up. Yes, yes, yes. But right here, moves on the apron. So Swerve and Darby are basically saying, fuck you, boss. You can't tell us what to do. I don't even know what to do anymore with this because here's the problem. Who cares? Because these guys are not going to have any longevity in their career. They're not. In five in five years, they're both going to be fucking crippled. Pretty much. Oh, God bless them. America. And here's the thing. In five years when that happens, they're going to expect us to feel bad for them. And guess what? I'm not. Wouldn't you know who won the pony? <laughs> I'm not. Because here's the thing. It's one thing if someone gets injured, like in a car accident or something seriously bad happens to you. But if you're known for being a reckless spot monkey in a wrestling ring and doing moves that you know are going to get you crippled, people are telling you not to do these moves. These moves are unsafe. And you go out there and do it anyway and you cripple yourself. I can't feel sorry for you because you were fucking 
warned and you decide to go, fuck you, I know what I'm doing, and then you go out there and get hurt. So but no. you don't know what you're doing. So if you get hurt doing this, I ain't gonna feel sorry for you. Now, if Darby Allen, God forbid, got hurt in a car accident or something like that, yes, I would feel sorry for Darby Allen in that regard. Because he unless he was driving recklessly. Got- now, as far as AR Fox, you know, joining up with the embassy, I like it just because it's a good change for AR Fox. He's he's following through with the fucking heel turn. I just hope he Who cares? I just hope he starts learning how to work because I know he knows how to work. Start working more and flipping less. I know AR Fox can do it. I've seen him work a match in the ring. Someone I, I've seen it. I know he can do it. He needs to start making that choice because eventually he's not going to be able to flip forever. And on that note, Who cares? we cut to Chris Jericho who has a meeting with the Jericho Appreciation Society. Jericho asked Ty Mello how the baby is doing. So the baby is great, but she asked him what's going on with him. Angelo Parker says the group means the world to him. Anna JAS says Jericho is being selfish as he isn't appreciating them when they spend all the time appreciating Jericho. She says until he does, they can't give him 100% and the group walks out on him and Daddy Magic says come to a decision fast. This does not make Gator's nipples hard. Nor mine. Okay, as long as we agree. Yes, there's no hard nipples in this scenario. Um, I got a few things wrong with this. Um, first of all, here's my issue with this segment right here. Is why is Ty Mello involved in this segment? You're pregnant. Be home. Okay. The last thing I want to see is Ty Mello walking around, especially in that outfit. Come on. Look, I understand that when women get pregnant, they get bellies. They get fat. That is a natural thing for a woman to do. That's why, you know, if I've ever seen a woman who's fat and she's pregnant, you know, obviously I don't judge them for that. You're fat for a reason. You have a baby inside of you. It's going to happen. I get that. But have enough class as a human being to not show the belly to fucking everybody. And I would say that even if she wasn't pregnant, she was just regular fat. And I know people are going to say, well, Vinny, you're fat. You're right. I am fat, but I cover the fat. I wear shirt. You've written. Now, obviously I've done stuff on TV and I've done skits where my shirt has been off. Obviously, if I go to the pool, I take my shirt off because I'm a dude. You know, I'm not one of those guys that swims in a pool in a, t- in a shirt. I'm not doing that shit. But if I'm not at a pool, I'm not at the beach, and I'm not doing a skit that involves me being shirtless, I wear a shirt. I cover up the belly because nobody wants to fucking see that. I'm sorry. The outfit Ty Mello's wearing makes her look like white trash. I'm sorry. That is a trashy outfit. She looked like my mother when my mother was pregnant. All she needed was the can of Budweiser beer and the fucking Marlboro. Exactly. And then of course, you know, Cool Hand Luke pulling out the comb. You gave me this. I'm like, give me a fucking break. This whole thing was fucking dumb. Oh my god, Jericho can't de- is, is can't decide what he wants to do. Yeah, he's making a serious decision. He wants to upgrade his goddamn life instead of following around a bunch of jobbers all the goddamn time. Yes, yes, he's upgrading his life. We now turn. This whole segment was goddamn ridiculous and a waste of time, and they're dragging this out. Just have Jericho join the Don Callis family already and, and send these guys back to obscurity. In fact, take Jake Hay with you because at least he's worth a damn and either Ty needs to cover up her belly or fucking stay home and anyway on that note we move on to the next match of the evening we have Dr. Britt Baker DMD versus Ty Valkyrie okay this match as much as I hate women's wrestling this was the best thing on the show it was (laughs) I'm not okay anymore (laughs) this was the only good match on the show therapy and my biggest complaint in fact the only thing negative I have to say about the match is the finish the finish now the finish was the shitty but but it's okay Okay, by the way, if you need therapy because you watch bad wrestling, today's sponsor is BetterHelp. Yeah, BetterHelp. BetterHelp, where you can get a goddamn therapist. Yes, and BetterHelp, if you're listening, we are open to sponsorship. 
Yes. Just yes, but fuck podcast one. Just but by the way, um, we are not represented in any way by cast media, so do not fucking go to them. Go to us directly. Come to us directly. We have a sales team. We have a sales team, a competent sales team, and we actually care about our podcast and are not trying to make a quick buck. No, I'm our sales manager. <laughs> Yes, better help. Give us our fucking money. And yes, but I'm our sales manager. I will take all inquiries. Of course he will. If I take the inquiries and I don't give you your half, is that something good or is that run of the mill? That is very much run of the mill. In fact, so help me God, I will take my foot and stick it up your vagina if you dare to not give me my half. <laughs> It will go right in, right in there, yes. So that's why I'm going to say go to boochcast365 at gmail.com if you would like to talk to us about potential sponsorship or if you're a fan that would like to send us emails with questions, we might do a Q&A episode at some point, or if you have a pay-per-view review request that you would like to send to us that we haven't already done, go through there and we will be sure to take care of all our inquiries. So go to no, boochcast. No, not all of them. Vinny has to go through our HR department. I am the HR department. Fuck you talking no, you about. you are not. You're, it, it ain't you. Yes, it is. I am our HR manager. Bullshit. You, the one I that... Know everything. I know everything there is about human resources. Yeah, you know how to get thrown into human resources, in and out, in no, and out, in walking, and out. I'm a walking human resource violation. I know everything exactly. there is. Boochcast365gmail.com, but I want to say this. Not only did I hate the finish because I think Ty Valkyrie tapped out to the lockjaw way too fast. Again, the hand normal. is it's another example where the hand is barely in the mouth and they're, and they're tapping out. Like, are they worried that Britt Baker's going to sit their hand down their throat and make them throw up on TV? Like, why are they tapping so fast? If Britt doesn't know what she's doing. She's going to, she's going to, she's going to puke. Yeah. But not only that, Britt Baker went over. Why do they keep fucking Taya Valkyrie? I, I need. Know, I, I, I like to be fucking Taya Valkyrie. Well, yes. Unfortunately, John Morrison's already got that down. Um, But why the fuck do they continue to have Taya job to these people? Say it with me children wrestling pretty much and then we see uh nyla rose and akaru shida who preview their match for rampage who cares uh, jay lethal sends a message to ethan page and isaiah cassidy and page preview facing them in the they're doing this tag team battle royal with the winner to face the winner of mjf and adam cole and ftr the hardys are also just have a battle royal on rampage they need another one yes and then of course the hardys are in that and fuck them both um more on that in a future show mm -hmm. Um, yes, but. yes, but pretty much they're just, and then they go through the cards for Rampage Collision. We find out that next week is the 200th episode of Dynamite. Uh, I will be, I will not be here. Oh, uh, yes, you will. Um, no, I will not. Yes, you will. Um, and on that note, late, we're going to move on here to the main event of the evening. We have a triple threat tag match. John Moxley and Claudio Castagnoli with Wheeler Useless versus the Best Friends versus the Lucha Brothers with Alex uh, Abrahantes. Not doing it. We have to. It's the main event. Nope. Gator. Elite role. There's no elite in here. I, I don't care. It was elitely bad. It was elitely bad? Uh-huh. How so? Because I said so. I don't know. I got up and got a drink and did the rest of the laundry. You didn't even watch this? I, I bits and pieces. Okay. What did you think? Analyze, goddammit. What What did I think? Yes. What am I supposed to think? I don't know. If you... they can't take it seriously, why am I supposed to? Because we're analysts on a podcast and you're supposed to lead by no, example. No, 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 that's not good enough. If they can't take it seriously, me as an analyst, how am I supposed to? Because 
because you're supposed to explain to the it, listener. No, 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 no. It's not. It's not that. It's not that. How am I supposed to take this seriously when they don't take it seriously? Because it's the you're... same thing with my students. It's the same thing with my students. How am I supposed to take anything seriously when they don't take it seriously? That's why I have to blow them up in order to get them to, you know, see if they're worth it. Hmm, I see. Do you see where I'm going with this? Yes. Now I see where you're going with. This. So you're trying to wreck up what I'm saying. Yes, I'm understanding it now. You're wanting my point of view. This is my point of view. How am I supposed to take this seriously if they don't take it seriously? That is true. That is a valid question. And of course, because again, this is one of those moments where everybody's all over the place. Because as soon as I saw this, I'm like, okay, I got time to do the fucking laundry for Vinny calls. Yeah, I mean, nothing makes sense in this match. Because again, whenever they have matches like this, it becomes disorganized. You can't keep up with anything. Everyone's doing shit just to do it. And, you know, Moxley is being himself. Claudio's being himself. They're trying to keep order in this fucking match. Because the Lucha Brothers, they, they're just going to be insane in the match. The, the Lucha Brothers are literally the people you have to slow the fuck down the most. Because they have one style and one speed and they can't do anything else. The best friends, they're going to do the stupid shit they always do. Chucky e. T is going to be the dumbass in the, in the match. Trent Beretta is going to at least try to work. So I can at least respect Trent. I have no respect for Chucky e. T. And Claudio and John are actually trying to get a match out of these two because Moxley can lead a match and do well when he's not fucking bleeding all over the place or pulling out beds of fucking nails. He can be competent in a ring when he wants to be. Problem is, he chooses not to a lot of the time. That's the problem. And Claudio, he's some level of a voice of reason in this. But in the end, Lucha Brothers take out Trent with the fear factor for the win and the midst of all the uncraziness. And then, of course, Orange Cassidy shows up for him and Moxley to brawl. And then he also gets attacked by Wheeler Useless. And just everything, everyone brawls till the show ends because nothing makes sense. And then, of course, did Darby Allen pop out of here too? I think he did. No, he didn't come out of here. Here's the thing. This is not real wrestling, just like Desmond's not a real musician. No, he's a real musician. No, 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 no. Let's not lie to ourselves. Anyway. No, he is. Thank you. I have been the gator. No, here's the thing. Desmond is a real musician. He's just not a professional. He doesn't get paid for it. And neither one of these guys were professional either. Thank you. I have been the gator. Yeah. Well, they're pros in the sense they get paid, but they're not pros in the way they conduct themselves. Right. I'm trying to bail. Thank you. I have been the Gator. All right. Well, that, ladies and gentlemen, will wrap up this recap of AEW. Gator, thanks for tuning in, and I'll see you next week for the 200th episode. No, you won't. Yes, I I will. Can I do this now? You're going to be here next week, but we're done. Oh, thank you. I have been the Gator, and I will see you later. All right. Well, uh, make sure you guys uh, follow the Boochcast. We're on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. Pick your favorite hosting site and follow us there. Or be a super fan and follow us on all four hosting sites. Also, like us on Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash theboochcast. We have archived episodes of the show as well as great content. Uh, make sure you check out the Mail Soap Opera Moment. See our predictions for Money in the Bank and be on the lookout for the recap of the Money in the Bank pay-per-view coming soon to the Boochcast Facebook page. Also, make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at theboochcast. Get latest tweets, photos, and videos. Visit our YouTube channel. Check out all of our YouTube content and be sure to hit the subscribe button and ring that bell to be notified when future content will be posted. Uh, check out the YouTube videos we have out there, the two episodes of Complain Time. We have uh, Dealing with a Broken Coffee Machine and Servers Who Can't Properly Stack Plates. Check all that out and also more content will be coming soon. Also, make sure you follow us on Twitch. Go to twitch.tv slash theboochcast. That's where we do our live wrestling watch parties. Our next watch party will be Saturday, August the 5th for WWE SummerSlam. Make sure you join us for the biggest party of the summer. We of course also have our live D&D show
show coming soon, our Boochcast booking battle, and another special project in the works. And you can also support the Boochcast by going to podcasters.spotify.com slash pod slash show slash the Boochcast slash support. Come a supporter of the Boochcast. Support this podcast with a small monthly donation to help sustain future episodes. We have three levels you can donate at. Pick the one that works the best within your budget. We have our first level, which is 99 cents, $1 per month. We have our second level, which is $4.99, $5 per month. The same amount of money you would pay for a Peacock subscription. I know a lot of you guys out there aren't fans of the Peacock, so don't give them money. Give us money. We got better content than Peacock anyway. And we got the third and final level you can donate at, which is for a mere $9.99, $10 per month. Same amount of money we used to pay for a WWE Network subscription here in the United States. Ever since they sold the Peacock, you got nowhere to put that $9.99. $10.99, bring it over here. We got better content than Network and unlike Endeavor. We actually care about our fans are dedicated giving the people what they want. You have the option of paying with your credit card or with GPay. And the best part is all the money we raise goes back into the show in some capacity. We use to upgrade our equipment. We use to bring in bigger name guests, pay the bills, and take care of all the guys who work very hard on the air and off the air to make the Boochcast a success. So if you got a favorite co-host and believes it'll be paid for their hard work, podcasters.spotify.com slash pod slash show slash Boochcast slash support is how you make that happen. And then if there's any money left over when it's all set and done. We use the rest to feed Zachariah Scott his ramen noodles and try to get him laid. And until next time, this is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch, saying keep on living life and take care. This has been The Boochcast. Talk to you guys next time. Until then, pizza, baby! Well, I see by the clock on a wall that it's time to bid you one and all goodbye. Goodbye. So long. So long. Farewell. Farewell. Adieu. Adieu. Be good. Stay well. Bye-bye. Keep warm. Relax. Eddie. Take care. Stay loose. Adieu, mon vieux. À la prochaine.